Well, hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And indeed, I have brought a lot of friends with us for what seems to be one of the biggest shows we've had so far. Folks, we're going to be talking about some late-breaking news that comes to us thanks to Everborn Saga, who has been following this story from the get uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we heard early on in the year, and obviously, as the you know, as we closed out 2020, that Microsoft might have been one of those companies that could potentially buy WB Games. Well, it turns out there's been a lot going on, and we have a lot to get into. Uh, but first of all, I want to say two things. Um, if you the new intro comes to us from Dinero Primero, who is nothing short of a master artist he's done three intros and he's working on a new one for breakfast with boom and obviously his work is undeniable um i i obviously cannot thank him enough I, and uh it gives me goosebumps seeing his work on the screen hopefully everyone enjoyed it and of course in the background you're going to get some mass effect um legendary edition i'm playing mass effect one and quite enjoying it but let's get into the introductions so we could break down these big topics we're going to start first with our special guest jay fonzarelli uh jay uh, fonz how you doing brother and welcome to the program dude yeah i'm doing great man thank you for the invite uh yeah it's uh, man uh you got a lot of cool topics to talk about lots to discuss man i just can't wait to get into it man well you know what before we get into the rest of the intros uh i gotta i gotta talk to you about your new gig that you uh you started it's a one-on-one -on -one kind of a uh, podcast yeah. that uh, you, you know, i think your last guest was uh lord cognito from the iron lords i yes. kind of want to get people to get some eyes and ears towards your way because not only are you a hard-working cat like everyone on this panel but you know what i hope that this small channel can get more subs to you by putting your your work out there i think it's certainly worthy of a conversation tell everyone about what you got going on there Fonz. well it's called games talk live i go I, and i'm gonna make an announcement here because i was going every other sunday but starting this sunday i'm going to be doing it every sunday after nice. the iron lords Ooh. podcast Excellent. Yeah, i have some great guests lined up for the next uh four weeks <laughs> um so uh <laughs> so, some industry some uh community members but uh I, lots of fantastic guests and uh yeah go one-on-one -on -one with somebody uh, like i said from either from the industry or a community member and we just talk games the industry the news everything going on and we just i just do it for an hour because i personally i I can't do two hours, you know, talking and stuff like it's just, it's too, it's, it's too much. It's already hard enough doing, you know, even RDX sometimes when we go two and a half hours, it's just, you know, one of those things, uh, I, I do it, but, um, I'd rather not. So, um, and, and no offense to anybody here or, or on other podcasts, cause uh, I don't mind doing these podcasts for you guys. But, uh, for myself, I said, man, I'm going to go an hour and especially for some industry guests, you got to respect their time because sometimes they yeah. might not want to be there for two plus hours. So that's that's one of the thought processes I had in my mind going into that. So, yeah, it, it's a fun little show. Um, it's nothing, you know, where, where it's it's not too serious. I don't take it too serious, but it is about the game industry, this hobby we love. So, yeah, on that level, I take it that serious. But. Yeah, other than that, it's goofy. I like to have fun. 
Well, listen, it's really, I mean, gaming is supposed to be fun, Fonz, and you always find a yep. way to bring the fun into gaming and not make it that serious, and that's what we love about your brother. But listen, everyone, uh, that's right, Fonz has uh, made the big announcement here that he is going to be not having it every other Sunday. He's going to be doing it once a week, yep. and uh, Fonz can't wait to see the industry uh, guests and community members you bring towards your show. Looking forward to that. Uh, but let's get into the rest of the, the panel introductions. Everborn Saga. Listen, we got to give this dude a shout out because early this morning I get a call and he's like, boom, you're not going to believe it. Take a look at this. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if we have enough. And it turns out that we had a lot. Everborn Saga, first of all, Welcome to the program, and thanks for the heads up, dude, because obviously, you know, you try to keep your, you know, you write these shows in advance, and I wound up scrapping literally half of the show I had written. How the heck are you, brother? You ready to talk about this incredible um, saga that's going on at WB and AT&T right now? I, I, like the, I like that you use the word saga, but yes, it's very, very interesting, very exciting times. And also, I just want to, I want to shout out to Fon's big fan uh, Fonz, you are appreciate a man of the people. I always appreciate that. A lot of us get caught up in in sort of the fan being fans of the platform holders, but you 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 always you know try to speak for the the everyday uh, customer. So uh, shout out to you for, for that. the consumer, bro. I always speak yeah. for the consumer. Yeah, I try to, and a lot of people don't. Well, I should say a lot of fanboys don't like it, but it, it is who I am. You know, I I don't hold any of these consoles up on a pedestal. Uh, I love these consoles, don't get me wrong, but I'm just not one of those guys who's just says, this is my console, this is my piece of plastic, and nothing else is as good as this. Yeah, I, I've just never been that way. Yeah, right. so so shout out to you for that. But boom, yes, I'm very excited. Uh, I, I, I want to get started, so I'm not even going to, uh, belay my intro, but yeah, let's go. Well, okay. Well, listen, obviously you're, you're super hyped to get into it. And so am I. And so is the rest of the panel, uh, middle-aged gamer guy. First of all, welcome back brother. Yes, and sir. Uh, how the heck have you been? I got that song in my head now from that intro. Everybody excited. You know what? I'm super excited to be here tonight. Boom chat panel. And of course to our special guest, Jay Fonzarelli himself, and uh, yeah, we got some fire topics for you guys tonight. Everybody in the chat, y'all better be prepared. It's going to be one hell of a show. Let's get right into it. Nice, brother. Nice. And last but not least, because we're still waiting on uh, clowns, and we might get Tempest Sun. Obviously, he had to do a family errand, so we're not sure if we're going to get him. Um, clowns, how have you been? You've been blowing up uh, four, guy, four guys with quarters with the uh, amount of interviews you've been doing, and we love what you're doing on that channel. Uh, thanks for being here. And are you ready to talk Batman and the rest of the uh, potential, uh, you know, uh, companies maybe coming over to, of course, the Xbox platform. Yes, absolutely. I love Xbox, and you know, I love <laughs> video games in general. But I think this generation, I think Xbox is doing fantastic. And um, you know, on the last interview I did with Desmond uh, from Marvel, he actually dropped a hint uh, about next gen. And he made a joke about Star Citizen, so I'm thinking Starfield. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, it's uh, – I mean, look, at this point, we, we, we're not sure what is going to happen. But all I can tell you is that whatever is going to happen is going to be a big, big deal. Let's, let's get into – um, what exactly transpired over today? You know, uh, everyone, let, let's go to you right away. Um, you know, this is a big deal. Um, and I, I don't think people understand how big of a deal it actually 
is I, but I want to get your what's your personal opinion on what you heard because Hoglaw just dropped an incredible 22 minute video regarding what transpired today. And I gotta tell you, I mean that there, there there's a lot to talk about, but I, I'm interested to get your opinion on it. You know, look, if you if you're if, if you're haven't had your ear to the floor, the announcement today came upon us out of nowhere. And it was AT&T is apparently spinning off Warner Media for a merger with Discovery. Now, it has been revealed, folks, that WB Games will, in fact, be split up. The video game publisher will see some of its properties and studios end up with the newly formed company, while others will stay behind at AT&T. Now, at this time, or of at this time of the show, little in the way of specific information has been revealed, but it does raise questions about the company's video game properties that include Batman, Harry Potter, and, of course, Mortal Kombat. Now, obviously, these franchises remain important, <clears throat> but what's interesting is, from what we understand, some of the big time developers that are staying behind with AT&T happen to be Rocksteady's Rocksteady Studios, NetherRealm Studios, TT Games which of course makes the Lego games, Avalanche Software which is currently working on Hogwarts Legacy and several others. Uh you know, this is look, the end the end game here is based on what Hogue had to say, is that they're looking to sell quickly. Now, Everborn, I'm not sure how quickly quick is in business, but if there's one company that is looking to spend a lot of money, it's Microsoft. And I say that because they had two deals that they were looking to drop a huge amount of coin on actually fall apart. The TikTok deal, we know, fell apart. And then right after that, when they were looking to buy Discord, that fell apart as well. So they're looking to buy companies. We heard Satya Nadal talk about that during and right after the announcement of Bethesda. Where do you see this going, Everborn? Honestly, I I I, I see I see it going in, in in a number of ways, and I don't I don't know if it, it, it if um it'll play out the way we think we will it'll play out. But one thing I do know is that um, wherever WB Games ends up, whether it is in this new uh, spun off company, which is Discovery and Warner Media, which actually does not have an, an actual name yet, which means, and this is what Hogue was saying, like this was announced like fairly quickly. I think they wanted to announce it themselves maybe before um, the the uh, the press got to it. Um, but I think that it's it's anybody's ball game now, right? And and just if we so so that we understand like what's going on, right? Uh, AT and T bought uh, Warner Media for uh, some somewhere near eighty billion dollars. Yes. Right. And now they have base, and they did that with debt. They did. It wasn't like a a, a cash purchase. Like so. So when Microsoft buys um, uh, Bethesda, or when when Microsoft buys um, that uh, AI firm that they just got in the medical industry for like $19 billion, they bought those things in cash, right? 
Uh, AT&T bought these things in debt. So they are basically offloading that debt into this new entity. And they are effectively getting out of the content creation business. And I don't know if you know this, but video games are content. They don't want to be there, right? Now the question becomes, does this new entity want to be in video games also? And I don't know that they do, right? Not to mention they painstakingly took out certain uh, studios from WB games and separated them out. And so if they separated them from this deal and they don't want to be in, con in the content business, where that means to me at least that they also are looking to get rid of the, the, the games business, get out of the games business, I should say. Now, that new entity that was formed is basically 71% uh, of it is owned by the shareholders of AT&T, not AT&T themselves, just owned by the shareholders, which means they could also spin that piece of it off. And, you know, I heard a while back, and I did not believe this at the time, is that uh, Sony was looking to uh, acquire or merge with um, Time Warner, right? Uh, uh, Warner Media or whatever, right? Because they, I think the entire entity would be worth a lot more to Sony than it would to be to Microsoft because you know Sony has a movie studio as well. So um, I my mind goes to is there any world where Sony wants the whole thing? Right? Sony says, look, I have a movie business, you have movies, you have comic books, I'm doing well with the Spider-Man IP in terms of films and movies. Uh, maybe I wanna maybe I want to merge with this new discovery time Warner thing, right? Or then there's the other option, um, WB Games, the ones that are left, NetherRealm Studios, TT Games, uh, WB Montreal, does someone pick that up? And is it Microsoft? And I think the problem that we're seeing with Microsoft and acquisitions now is that Satya has already announced that we are buying things, right? And if they're buying, if you, that's the last thing you do. You ever go to haggle with, with a price on somebody? You don't, you don't come there, you know, driving a Benz and throwing your money around, right? You, you go there and you say, I want the sufferer's price, right? So I think that anyone that Microsoft tries to acquire now, they're like, look, man, you got all this cash in the bank. You are damn near a $2 trillion company. I'm charging you more or I'm trying to get more from you than this thing's probably worth. And I think that's why we saw those last two deals fall apart. They want they wanted more money because they felt like Microsoft had it. So it is not entirely um, a, a done deal that Microsoft can pick them up because, listen, it seems to me like AT&T is desperate right now. And maybe yes, they, they get, are. Yes. Maybe they get greedy because they want to knock off some more of this $100 billion debt they have. And they try to get more than, uh, you know, what what uh, those studios are worth. And then that's before you even get to the complication of where does the licensing go, right? If if anyone buys this, whether it's Microsoft or, or Tencent or anybody, does that come with a, a, a license in perpetuity for the, the DC IP? Because DC Comics themselves, this is not WB Games, DC Comics moved over to the new entity. Yes, it's, that's it's, correct. 
It's WB. So those characters are in the new entity, which means they would have to be licensed out to whoever uh, picked up those games. Mortal Kombat is a separate issue because Mortal Kombat uh, comes with 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 NetherRealm and the right. Midway part of it. I don't know if anybody remembers Midway, right? Uh, but so so I say all of this to say that uh, it's 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 anybody's ball game to pick them up. And I think it has become a lot more difficult after the Bethesda acquisition and after, you know, people are looking at their market cap and after the, the Nadella announcement that we're we're in the buying business. Right. I think it becomes more difficult for them to close any deal because people are going to try to price gouge on a thing like that. And Microsoft may say it's not worth it. But back to the last thing, my last point that, that I skipped over before is the licensing. If it's me, and I, I, I'm sure there are people that are paid a lot more than me and are smarter than me making these decisions, but if it's me, I'm not doing any kind of deal like that unless it comes with at least like a 10-year a license, like sort of like the that that will get you know renewed at the end of the contract or reviewed, right? So it has to be some kind of deal like EA had with Star Wars or EA has with uh, the NFL. That's the only way I'm, I'm doing any kind of deal like that. Uh, because it's, it's too much headaches. Because even if WB uh, says I'm selling you um, WB Montreal, you still have to go to the new entity to go get the licensing for the, the Batman and Superman and DC characters. So it's a complex deal. And then what, what are they worth if they don't come with that sort of guarantee that you can use those IPs? I mean, anyway. you, you, you you raise a lot of good questions. There, there's certainly no doubt about that. Fonz, I, you know, I want to go to you next on this. Again, this right now, what we're doing on this show tonight is speculating on a very big topic that dropped midday today. And it's, it, it's going to be something that everyone is going to be talking about for quite some time. But Fonz, my question to you is this. We heard in the middle of last year, that this was potentially one of the uh, the you know we we heard the exact words a Bethesda leveled acquisition coming in hot. Now maybe this is it, maybe this isn't it. But here's my question to you: With already 23 studios, I know that uh, Everborn brings up a great point with uh, the licensing, and of course that is a big deal. That is a big part of this conversation. Yep. But if you look at someone like Rocksteady, if you look some, like someone like NetherRealm Studios, again, AT&T is in a financial crisis, which is why they, after three years of owning HBO and Warner Brothers, they're b basically backing out and trying to get whatever money they can. Microsoft, It might behoove Microsoft to swoop in and grab these two studios, one of which comes with Mortal Kombat, which is a huge IP, and Rocksteady Games is no slouch. Uh, again, I don't know if you know if if the conversation is going to come up. Hey, we'd like them to continue making Batman games. Can we license out the IP if that's something Microsoft would want to do? But where do you fall on this? You know, uh, as we as we you know stroll down speculation town. Yeah, um, I think Saga said it all, really. Um, the thing is, it does come down to a lot of licensing. Um, that That is the major hurdle here that I see. Um, because, yeah, you can get a great studio in Rocksteady, but that doesn't necessarily come with Batman, you know? And, right. Uh, Batman, for me, that, that WB 
for me is yes, there's Mortal Kombat and that is a big IP, but for me it's all about that Batman. Like I I really think that that you know if they were to get them, uh, that licensing would be the the issue. And uh, I don't know I I don't know if I would say that this is what they've um, hinted at last year. Uh, this being a big Bethesda like uh, buyout or or grab. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. This is just all so fresh and so new that I, I just think that it, it's possible, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. You know, it's it's one of those things where we all got hyped up about, you know, the rumors about WB being sold a few months back, and uh, that didn't come to uh, fruition. And uh, now we're sitting here speculating again, and it's like, yeah, it's closer to possibly being bought by someone but we'll have to see, man. Like, I think the, the, the whole thing that Saga said about the licensing is the number one thing to really think about here. That's a lot of money. No, no, there's no doubt. But uh, let me ask you, let, let, me, let me ask you this. One of the things that I find suspicious, and I don't believe in uh, coincidence, certainly not in the gaming aspect uh that we all are part of now we're, we, we're not media per se fans but we we keep our ear to the floor we read the stories we talk about uh you know about the the industry on different uh at, you know avenues your podcast my podcast you know obviously you talk on dealers you're there every day and our uh, you know every week on rdx but mm-hmm. here is something to take into account and i and again folks this is speculation but again i don't believe in coincidences now the Studios that were held back, that were being not a part of this uh, acquisition or, or merger. I, sh- I don't want to say acquisition because that's wrong. It's it's merger. Was WB Montreal. Now, their game, which, of course, is about the Court of Owls, was delayed. Right? Mm. TT Games. Uh, so the Skywalker Saga was delayed. Right? Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was delayed, right? We, I mean, the, the Hogwarts Legacy, it was delayed. These four studios that are not a part of this uh, merger all had games suspiciously delayed. Now, of course, we can't say that it's not, certainly not have COVID-19 related, and it probably is. But I just find it very, very suspicious that the four studios that were held up and not a part of this deal all had games delayed suspiciously. What what, what are your thoughts on that, Fonz? Well, do you think that could be funding issues as well? Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what's going on right now, especially if they're, you know, looking to sell. Uh I don't know if this has anything to do with those delays as well. Um, I know that's what you're kind of hinting at, right? Well, I mean, um, again, it's it, it's certainly worthy of a conversation. Again, yeah. it's speculation town, but it's just very suspicious. Yeah, I think uh, Double M, you know, he, he had a good suggestion. He said, you know, you grab Rocksteady and then you go out and grab some Marvel IP, you know? Yes, and And, and yeah, that, that would be fantastic. Because, look, even if they weren't to get Batman, which I... I really want them to because I think they make the the best Batman games ever, um, uh, the the best comic book games ever. So they they could get anybody else. Rockstar is one of those great developers that could bring us a great game, no matter 
what uh, character they bring on. Um, I, I, I believe that they could do that. And uh, so even just for that, for Rocksteady, that'd be big. That'd be major. You, you, you know something else, though? Like Xbox itself has a lot of dormant IPs from games that they've released over their 20 years in, in, the, in, the, in the game. I mean, they've been in it longer with their other, other stuff, but I'm talking about consoles. 20 years of Xbox, there's a lot of IPs that people may want to see come back. So if you get NetherRealm, hey, mm. now you got a Killer Instinct developer, yeah, right? Yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, that's true. If, 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 you, if, you get, if you get Rocksteady, guess what? There's a, any number of things, any number of, of IP that you can just bring back um, that, and, and now you have someone to work on it. Because I think part of the problem is people are saying like, you know, if they were to get Sega, who would make those games? Because all the studios right now are tied up with their projects, right? Well, so if you, if, yeah, go. You said it, right? You said it, man. Um, so, you you know, uh, Everborn here is saying that he wants brute force made by Rocksteady, people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I actually quite enjoyed Brute Force. It wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the truth, but I did too. (laughs) I did too. I I, I enjoyed it for what it was back in the day. You know, it was janky, but I I played through it. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, it's, it's, it's very funny. Again, we're we're here from the rest of the panel and then we'll come back around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Middle-aged gamer guy. Let's get your opinion. You were very boisterous (laughs) last week. And obviously you, you don't want to disappoint the near 300 people we have here. So why don't you take this ball and run with it? Do you believe that there is something here that maybe people, because again, you, when you when you put it when you put pen to paper, and you start talking aloud, and you say, "Wait a second, you know these studios, these four specific studios were not a part of this deal. They're staying with AT and T, who's looking to make fast money. Oh, and just coincidentally, all four of those games were suspiciously delayed until next year." Is there something here? Or am I looking down the, r- the rabbit hole in the wrong uh, lens? No, you're not looking down the wrong lens. I said it a month ago. Do you remember that? I just randomly, middle of the night, I think I just sent it to the DM, and I said, guys, I got a hot take. And this is uh, like literally a month ago before any of this came up. I said, I have a feeling that – because I think at that point they just delayed something else from WB. I can't remember which specific title, but they had just delayed that to 2022 as well. So that, that made the four – that was the fourth out of the all four that you mentioned earlier, boom, that it got delayed till 2022. And at that point, I said, anybody else finding this a little suspicious? I think that Microsoft purchased WB Games, or at least is in the process of doing so. And they delayed everything to 2022 to get all their you know ducks in a row. Because it takes a while, right? We saw what happened with Bethesda. They announced it September, didn't finalize till what, March? Yep. Something like that? So... <clears throat> That's what I'm thinking is going on, and I'm standing firm with that. Like I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, you know, I'm not sort of on the fence about it. I still think that this is what's happening. Now, if anybody thinks it's out of the realm of possibility, think about this for a second. You remember back in August? I think it was August before Bethesda was even announced. We were talking about WB Games, and that was yeah. almost a year ago. Yeah. And when we were talking about that, remember how many people laughed? <laughs> Four billion or three point seven billion, whatever it was. That's crazy. And then what did Microsoft do? They spent double a month later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So does that four billion sound out that much out of the realm of possibility anymore? Not a chance. No, that it sounds certainly ex- does not. Exactly. It sounds extremely accessible. That's what I'm thinking. 
And now you think about this. If you, you uh, if you think about the price, even if they charge more, like Everborn was saying, like Jay Fonzarelli was saying, if you say it is worth it to pay more, and you think about this, their money, and I know this from their investments, okay, that the money does better when it's moving, okay, not when it's sitting in their coffers, just sitting there. Yes. The investors, the stockholders do not like the money sitting there. They need it to move to generate more money. Yes. And then the, when the money is on the move, that's when the stocks start to move. Okay. So it does nothing by just sitting there. If they give Phil, whatever, I just gonna throw out a number, $20 billion to do whatever he wants with. It's no good just sitting in his account. It's not like he's collecting interest like us. No. No, no. He needs. Okay, they they like need a, to. They need Mag, to spend that money. Just spend money to, to make more it. money. Mag, yeah. let me. Mag, yeah. let me add one thing onto your point there. Right. Yes, sir. You know, we just had. There's no no politics, but we just had an election, and usually when Democrats are in office, corporate taxes go up. And yes. if you have a lot of money sitting in the bank, That's perhaps right. you want to get rid of that before the new tax laws come down. That that right? see, that that's another thing. Okay, and you're absolutely 100 correct. The money needs to be on the ground, moving. Literally okay. burning a hole in their pockets. Yeah, and that's why they need to move it. That's why they need to get it out of there. And so that's why they try to do this. I mean, they paid $20 billion for voice uh, for medical voice technician. Uh, um, what is it called? The voice recognition technology. Okay? Yes. They need to move this product. They're moving product with the U.S. military. They're doing all kinds of stuff to keep the ball rolling because if it stops, they're going to get taxed on it. They get you know they get hit on it. Then the stock the stockholders get hit. Okay, then their stocks go down or stay the same or stay stagnant, which is also not good. They needed to move up. Okay, so the, the more they pay, the better. I think it works out just fine for them, and it'll work out really good for me because I don't want to pay for. I mean, I want to. I want all those games that they're releasing, but I'd rather see them in Game Pass day one, where it'll save me the three hundred, four hundred dollars of all those WB titles coming out in twenty twenty two. And that's another thing, just like that's we're facts. saying, delayed till twenty twenty two. Sure, I understand. COVID's a situation. Obviously, it's a situation, a global situation, and it's delaying everything. I get that. But and but I do believe that coupled with the COVID situation and working remotely, I think that moving it ahead to give them a little bit of breathing space to get this thing settled. That's my personal feeling. Now, another quick point is uh, the licensing situation. If you look at the licensing, why wouldn't you pay for that? The thing is, like you know, like it would not interfere. Like you make it, you make it so it seems that it is to not interfere with the WB movie licenses. This would strictly exist in the gaming space. Yes, you can do that. Yeah, it is possible. So why wouldn't they do it? I mean, if you throw enough cash, especially at the situation that AT and T is facing right now, if you throw enough cash at these guys, like what did Ted DiBiase say in the eighties in the WWF? Remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not the WWE folks, WWF. That's for right. For us that are over 40. Yeah, wait, he said everyone has a price. Yes, he did. Okay? <laughs> everyone has a price. And he's 100% correct. And you got you got someone who's major in debt, and you got someone with so much money that they can't even zip their pants up? Let me tell you something. They're going to take that money. They will do whatever they have to do. But, again, it will not interfere with their cinematic licensing deals whether it's uh the potter series which is now a uh, you know fantastic beat because they still have three more installments of that coming never mind the previous harry potter stuff but let's say the harry potter games or at least the harry potter universe games like the one coming out next year okay and then the same thing with batman and the dc uh the dc licensing and all that stuff trust me man everybody's like oh it's complicated not when you have money <laughs> no when you got money it ain't That's complicated true. That's trust true. me 
anything is possible. And you know, and the other thing is too. I know I'm not I'm not really sure about this one, but I'm kind of sure about this one. You know, you look at Xbox. We said this like a year ago and everything else, especially approaching this new gen, right? And what is one thing that we did say? That Xbox has always had, at least in the last couple of years, besides, you know, let's say the mantra, Forza Halo Gears, I Xbox has had an identity problem. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And yeah. so the thing is, if you were to latch onto these, the DC, onto the Potterverse, all these other kind of things, you, you start to get, yes, I understand now that in the future, in the next couple of years, especially with Bethesda, Xbox has now become the Western RPG box, essentially. Right. So they basically become that. But the superheroes is what's bigger. Elder Scrolls is fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong. Doom is amazing. Now go, don't get me wrong. But go to go to some remote country and show them a picture of Elder Scrolls and show them a picture of Batman. They'll know who Batman is. Yeah. Right? Great Batman, point. You know what I'm saying? It's more marketable. And when it's marketable, I mean, all we have to do is look across the pond at Sony. And if you look at Spider-Man. From the PS3 and on, even the way you remember the PS3, even when the, the font of PS3 was the same font yes. as the Tobey Maguire films. It sure and, was. Right. And what did that do? That made the, uh, the Xbox, that made the PlayStation synonymous with Spider-Man. And they've basically become, it became, became bigger than anything. And now every time I look at Spider-Man, how can you not think about the PlayStation? It's almost impossible, right? They've made it synonymous with that. If Microsoft makes these moves, spends the money, gets that going, and what ends up happening, you get mass appeal. And that's what they want because, yeah, they care about us. I understand that. But at the same time, they need the mass appeal in order to get that huge engagement. And that's what I think is going to happen. And that's why I think this deal is going through. Well, I you know what? Moreover, I, oh. Yeah, no, Franz, 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 jump in. Absolutely. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I said I, I think I feel that your point about Game Pass is more uh, – uh, the appropriate one here. I think that this yeah. is the one that this is the key for Microsoft to grab uh, Warner Brothers is the fact that they will get all those studios. They will yep. get all these games uh, put into Game Pass Day One. That is yes. the number one thing that they yeah. they are after. They need more content to grow this service. And I've said that for years now. I said is if if Game Pass is going to be successful, they have to have good, compelling content, and a lot of it. If they don't, it'll fail. So, yes. yeah, this is another way to grab even more developers and more games being put into yeah. Game Pass. That That is the number one goal for Microsoft right now. So I can totally see it in that regard. Um, when it comes to uh, the other thing you were saying at the end there um, about getting an identity or whatever, yes. I think that they could very well have um, something brand new to, you know, be the poster child for Xbox, so to speak. And I think that that could be a, like somebody said uh, in, in the chat earlier, could be a Marvel character, could be a DC character. Who knows? You could have uh, Batman be synonymous with Xbox in the future, yep. and people will start thinking Batman, Xbox. And that could very well happen. And and that those are all big things to think about here. Um, will it come true? Well, we'll have to see. But um, Microsoft does have that money. Yeah. Yeah, and just I I 100% right. I think I think it's it, it's important for my uh, uh Xbox to have new faces behind it, but I I don't want to count out Halo Halo just yet. I think I think Halo's going to make a comeback. That's just my prediction based off of nothing. So. Hope so. <laughs> Well, Hope you know, so. Fox, oh, Spawn I, I, in the I, chat. Somebody said Spawn. Yes, I would yes. love a Spawn. Hey, and listen, give by the way, spawn. I was just thinking 
Give Rocksteady Quantum Break 2. I'm just saying. Look, look, I I, I want to say this. Regard, Fonz, you, you brought up something that just been has been just hit me in the head while everyone was speaking, and I couldn't wait to jump in. You you said get a Marvel character. See, the one thing that Microsoft has more than anyone at this point, because they have 35 plus teams and 23 plus studios, is time. See, the games are going to come. And a studio like Rocksteady, right, to grab a studio like Rocksteady and potentially team up with Marvel. Like, I, I think one of the biggest questions that I, that I have that, that when, I, when, I, when I present this theory to people is, who's going to make the Marvel game? Is it going to be the Coalition? But you know what? Mm. What if it was Rocksteady? What if they yeah, made a exactly. Punisher game? What if they yeah. made a Wolverine game? What if they made a Black Panther game? Yeah. I mean, like the, the, the Marvel came out at the beginning of last year and told everyone at GDC that they want people to play in their universes. We're opening the doors wide open for developers and publishers to play in our world and tell their stories. Right. And uh, again, Getting someone like a Rocksteady, getting someone like a WB Games, getting someone like a NetherRealm Studios, there is your team to make the next Killer Instinct. Now, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Back in 2015, there, uh, Ed Boon himself said that he wanted to make a Killer Instinct game. And Phil Spencer responded, I love that idea. That was his exact words. If you've heard some of the stories in the recent months, why isn't there a Killer Instinct 2 proper? Well, according to insiders, Microsoft says they don't have a studio to make that game. Really? Well, getting NetherRealm Studios to keep to, to keep Mortal Kombat as an exclusive for Xbox Game Pass, and then there is your studio, which, yeah. of course, could then make a Killer Instinct 2 or even a Killer Instinct versus Mortal Kombat. I mean, this is a win-win-win for everyone involved. Now, again, folks, this is speculation town, but I still think that there's something here. Clowns, I, I want to go to you next on this because you've had a chance to speak with a lot of people from Marvel. And even though this is not the this was not a part of the original conversation, I want to get your opinion on how important these studios would be for Microsoft proper if they wanted to drop the coin. You know, I think that any type of agreement that Microsoft can get into with uh, WB Games would be very important for Game Pass. It'd be very important for xCloud. And, you know, even like you guys alluded to a uh, killer instant, you know, if NetherRealm did something like that. That would be really, uh, you know, part of my friends, but really badass if they did a game like that. Um, so I think that to add more value into Xbox Game Studios, this is the perfect time. We know that AT&T has a lot of debt, and it just seems very awkward that they only sold a portion to Discovery Network, and they kept the games division almost like as if they're ready now at this point to sell off and liquidate it or sell the licenses individually if they could or rent them out, lease them, whatever you want to call it. So I think this is the time where Xbox needs to come in. Saya and Phil need to open up their wallets, and they need to say, listen, WB, we'd like to buy you all outright, but if that's not possible... 
then let's have an exclusive license on a few of your IPs and let's make it Game Pass exclusive, xCloud exclusive. Let's, you know, help promote your games and give value to our service. And I think that would just be fantastic, especially, right, if they picked up something from the Batman um the Batman world, Gotham, anything, any character from there, whether it be Joker, Batman, Catwoman, or if they pick up all of them, because the strange, here's the strangest thing that a lot of you guys might not know. And this is that Marvel and Xbox are close. Okay. They are very close. They actually done a lot of promotional stuff uh, in the past with Black Panther, special consoles, and they got more stuff uh, planned in the future. Okay, so they are very close. They but do surface in the product placement for a lot of the Marvel like TV yep. shows. You'll see a Microsoft Surface in there all the time. But yeah, no. Sorry. And then you have the Disney Plus deal. No, I know for I know for a fact because I've spoken to a lot of people at Marvel that they have a very close relationship with Xbox. Now, the thing is, is that Sony has that hold on Spider-Man, right? They really got a strong hold on Spider-Man. So why not get Batman on Xbox? Yeah. And then Marvel might be like, listen, if they got Batman on Xbox, maybe we should give Xbox like Captain America or the Hulk and let them do an exclusive with that. I mean, competition brings out better competition, right? So why not? It might show Marvel that Xbox is serious and they want to play ball. Well, you yeah. know what? Yeah, that that that's listen, you know, again, another one one more thing to add. Yeah. Um yeah. The, like there is that publishing arm for WB Games that I think Microsoft would be interested in, right? Because um, you know, and, and I'm not the first person saying this, but a lot of people will say 15 studios is a lot for Matt Booty to run. And that's why Bethesda was a good thing because they can run on their own, handle their own publishing and sort of as long as you're putting these games in Game Pass, keep doing what you do. So it's entirely, you know, plausible that, you know, maybe Microsoft just wants that whole thing and they can let WB Games continue to do what they do and and keep the publishing arm so that they can sort of uh operate in their in their own silo because that's sort of been the the model it's been it's been really a a, a hands-off model that that uh seems to be microsoft's approach in acquisitions these days and it's not just on the games front but it, it, in general they sort of purchase a company and just say hey Keep doing what you do. I, I, I look at Satya Nadella like 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 Xerxes, right? It's like we yeah. just just give us water when we're in town, right? You know, Everborn <laughs> didn't he say that? Yeah, didn't he say that? Not just not even like three four months ago that he said that he was not interested in purchasing or building studios. He, he said, when "Why we, build when them when we can, when just you buy, can buy them?" Yes, right. And he and and yes. he was also referring to publishers. Same reason, so that they can self govern, right? So yes. that you, can, you can't have. You can't have one guy, you know, overlooking 30 studios, 40 studios like you have them self-governed and you just have some, you know, you know, them on top, sort of the overlord of the situation and then have it compartmentalized so that they are able to 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 see everything, control everything, but at the same time, allow them to do their own thing. Right. But they still have to report to them, at least financially. And of course, you know, uh, and uh, uh, ah, my goodness, I couldn't even say the word the obligatory. Uh, work and uh, projects that have to go forward, okay? But at the same time, he did 
make reference to that says I'm not he wasn't interested in building or buying a studio. Okay, that to me, what else other choice is there? He's looking for publishers. Yeah. WB no. prime example. Yes. Well, look, what's what's important about the conversation right now is something that, again, if you want to listen to it, I will I will add it because we've had Hogue on the show multiple times. Uh, Hogue Law is uh, he's obviously an attorney in real life, but he talks about gaming and the law aspect of it. And one of the things that he said in the video that uh, that actually Everborn Saga had sent into the DM that I watched prior, literally watching as the show was going live to get all the information, is that AT&T is in a financial crisis. They are sitting on a load of debt. And Microsoft is a company looking to spend big bucks. And you know what what happens when you have a company that's desperate to make money and they have something that another company wants to buy, they sell it. Now, again, folks, it's again we're we're on we're in speculation town where there's unicorns. There it's rainbows everywhere and 70 and sunny. Hold but on, boom. Yes, I sir. just got an idea. Yeah. Speaking of rainbows, there's another value to WB games, and that? that is the Lego series. Yes, yes, there is. That yep. is huge. Imagine a Halo Lego game exclusive. Well, the just thing think is, about it. Did Phil not say a little while ago as well that he was he was looking for more family oriented? There you content go. For Speak game on that for a second, there, brother. Take that to take that ball and run to for a touchdown. Talk like, about yeah, it. well, he said it like not even three. I, I believe it was the end of March. And he was sort of lamenting about it. He said, yeah, he goes, I think that we should have, uh, I'm interested in more family-oriented um, content for Game Pass. Well, what, other, what else would be perfect for that? Right? And you're right, clowns. Why not take some of their IPs and turn them into a, like a Lego, uh, into a Lego game? I think it would be fantastic. I mean, you, you see how they're moving the Lego games now. It's not just linear anymore. They have like that open world hub kind of deal going on. So it's, it's kind of like open world, kind of not, kind of like a God of War-ish kind of vibe to these games now so hey why not use some of their ips to do that i think a halo lego would be unbelievable or maybe move on to something else who knows like an elder scrolls lego or whatever do maybe not Doom, but like you know something like that but you're right that's what phil said and when phil says things like that you know he doesn't say it just for the sake of saying it he's saying it because this is what he's going to work on or what he's already working on next yep. yes so there it is has any okay but has anyone uh examined phil's shelf lately well, he hasn't done that, any real that's, that's the only confirmation we need at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Let's welcome in Cyber Knox. Uh, he, the reason, folks, if he was late wasn't because he was coming from work. No, he was busy beating down <laughs> the penguin who was looking to destroy Connecticut once again. Cyber Knox, yeah. welcome to the program there, brother. Thank you, Boom. Thank you, man. So I apologize to everyone that I'm late, but I wasn't even worried about it because I knew Mag was going to be yelling about something and talking about something. And as soon as I got in the show, he was yelling about something. So, <laughs> you know, it's all good. But great to be here, man. Another, you know, primetime gaming podcast and the great Fonz is here with us. You know, he's got an amazing channel going on right now. Great shows. I Appreciate love watching you. his interviews. Absolutely, man. So hit me with that sound by Fonz. Yeah. You know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let, you know, you, you obviously are our resident Cape Crusader, and obviously, mm -hmm. you saw the news that broke today. Um, it looks like we could potentially get the dream that we've always wanted, and that is potentially again, folks, use the word potentially or grain of salt, if you will. 
uh, a Mortal Kombat exclusive, a Batman exclusive, maybe even uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a TT Games exclusive for Halo in Lego. We don't know, but these we talked about it right before you got here. Somebody's got something playing in the background that I can hear. I'm not sure what's going on. So, so um, it sounds sounds like a TV or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it might be. It might be. It might be Fonz. It might be that your arcade cabinet that I think we're hearing. No, no, no. It's not oh, me. Okay. okay. Sorry about that. All right. So listen. Let's um. Let me continue. Um. We are on the cusp of a big announcement, at least I think. And I'm interested. Did you get a chance to see what was left behind at, with AT and T? Uh, and we talked about this before. That man, somebody's really kicking some some stuff in the background. Yeah, uh, Cyber, you brother. Give me one, give me one second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, like Fonz. Thank you, thank you, Fonz. Appreciate that. Yes. All right. So you know what? We'll 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 come back to him as he takes care of that. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Sometimes these these technical issues happen. Uh, look, all I'm going to say is this. Sorry about that, boom. No, no, that's all right, brother. What What are your thoughts on the potential of getting these studios like Rocksteady and NetherRealm Studios and TT Games and WB Montreal to become Xbox first party studios? Do you, Do you think that there's a chance? Uh, a chance, absolutely. You know, um, we first got to know what what's going on with AT and T. This news came so fast that I don't, you know, like we don't even know what they're calling this merger, right? We don't even know what their next service is going to be, how everything is, how it's going to work. But I think um, everybody already had great points, and I don't want to keep regurgitating what everyone said. But um, yeah, you know, Microsoft has got so much money right now. That they could potentially just go ahead, go in there, drop the bag, but um, exactly what uh, if they were to you know acquire some of the, these studios? Mag mentions a little something about identity. Right now, the identity that's synonymous with Xbox is pretty much Game Pass, right? And obtaining some of these studios would just you know diversify their portfolio even more. You know, variety is something that it's not it's not lacking on Game Pass. You have a generous amount of genres in that service and adding these uh studios will just expand on that so yeah absolutely i think clowns mentioned legos and you guys mentioned how they want to expand their family oriented games you know you got obviously batman mortal kombat in there which you know fighting games is if they were able to get that you know killer instinct is something that people have been asking for for a long time and you know, Killer Instinct 2, I should say. So them getting, you know, the Mortal Kombat IP too, that would be amazing. But yeah, man, if if there's a, if there's a slight chance that they're able to be, uh, if micro, that Microsoft can make this acquisition work, I'm sure they're already working on it and they're, they're, they might push hard for it too. It would be it would be one of the biggest deals, and, and you know we always say this, like you know the Bethesda deal is the biggest deal in gaming, and that still reigns supreme for sure. But it would be mm -hmm. certainly something that would fill Game Pass. It wouldn't be filler. It would be AAA bombs in there. And again, the, these studios, uh, like I said, 
we know what you get with Mike uh, with with uh, Nether Realm. You're, you're getting Mortal Kombat. I think mm-hmm. that IP in itself is worth its weight in gold. Just look how many copies Mortal Kombat 11 sold. Could you imagine if that was an exclusive for Xbox and Day and Date and Game Pass? It would be madness, right? right? Absolutely. Um, if if they were able to get TT Games, if, if for instance, if that is someone on the table, they could logistically m- let them make. A Halo Lego game. Remember the Halo, the, the, the Mega sure. Blocks game that was supposed yeah, to come yeah. out. Well, I mean, listen, these these certainly things. What what I talked about before that is ultra important to this conversation is these studios are not required to instantly make something because they spent the money. Microsoft right. has so many games in active development that are triple A games that we've all been asking for. The Avows, the Perfect Darks, the Fables, the next Gears, the next f- two Forces, one in Motorsport, one in Horizon. It, it just goes on and on and on. Right. These, this purchase would not be something that they're requiring to find something immediately. That is, I think, super, super important. But listen, again, we, we can talk about this for another hour, but we're not going to because we're going to be talking about Bethesda now, and we're also going to be talking about starfield now Fonz, i have to go to you immediately because one of the things that i think many people appreciate about what you bring to the rdx and of course your own podcasts is you are the teller of truths and you know what you rub people the wrong way for the right reasons (laughs) You, you, you know because i mean a perfect example you and i i had put out my tweet hey tonight we're going to be talking originally about God of War being delayed and potentially Horizon. And what did somebody immediately say? They never said that, right? They yeah. never they never had a date set. Right. And I'm like, but, well, they well, did. It's they kind of did. Yeah. So it, it's that kind of shenanigans. But listen, what I want to go to is we had some groundbreaking news happen right before the weekend. And friend of this show, Someone that was on only a couple of weeks ago, Games Beat journalist Jeff Grubb wrote on Friday something that stopped the gaming world in its tracks. And I'm going to read it. It's simple. It's so simple and it's so important that I'm having I got I'm getting goosebumps before I even say what I have to say, Fonz. He said in a tweet, Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC, period. This is me confirming that. Now, again, this set the internet on fire. Now, Fonz, you have, uh, being on RDX, which is an Xbox show, I think you have uh, talked about many times, uh, I know that you've been on social media about this, Microsoft wouldn't spend $7.5 billion on uh, on a company like Bethesda to give away the farm or so, so give away the, the 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 milk from the cows for free, and keeping these games exclusive re- removes the conversation of what we just finished talking about—an identity problem that Microsoft has. My question to you is: Why did it take for Jeff Grubb to simply say that, and people still don't believe? that Starfield is going to be exclusive when it launches this fall. What what, what is the holdup? Because, Fonz, you and I and many people on this panel support multiple platforms. 
right? That's sure. something that we do, right? And yeah. if you recall, when Spider-Man came out and many Xbox gamers were felt slighted because they weren't going to be able to play X, uh, play Spider-Man by, uh, by um, Insomniac, what was the running tagline? Well, if you want to play Spider-Man, buy go a buy a PlayStation. Now, yeah. I have bought PlayStations since its inception. I actually had a PlayStation 1 before it was even in this country because I used to import everything. So I support multiple platforms. So, of course, the conversation now must move on to if you want to play Starfield. The only difference in this conversation, Fonz, is that Microsoft gives you a multitude of ways to play Starfield. You can play on your pewter. You can play on your Xbox. You can play on your phone. You can play on your tablet. And, and this summer on your TV. What is the deal, Fonz? Well, it's simple. It's uh, Microsoft wanting, you know, more games in Game Pass. Uh, you know, they, they got Bethesda. I don't understand why there's still people out there that are even questioning whether or not even Fallout or the Elder Scrolls series yeah. will be exclusive because they will. They will be exclusive, period. Um, I mean, we heard Phil say this. This is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms <laughs> where Game Pass exists. I mean, that's all you needed to <laughs> I know. Love it. I love man, that. Yeah. <laughs> back, back in the day when he said that a few months ago in that dis roundtable discussion with Bethesda, I thought it was crystal clear. I, 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 I heard that and I was like, you know, okay, yeah, this spells it out. They're doing the right thing. Xbox is competing this generation and it's freaking awesome because we need that in the industry. And guess what? PlayStation folks, they're just going to go after even more developers. Yeah. And like we talked about earlier, it might be WB. Who knows? But they will be going after more developers and or not even buying out developers. They'll be buying out games for other developers to make. They, they'll be putting exclusive content within Game Pass. It's going to keep happening. And if you want to play these games, you're going to need to buy an Xbox or a PC. Yeah. And wherever Game Pass is, if that ends up on a Switch somewhere, then you got to buy a Switch, you know? I don't know, but it, it confuses me why people don't really listen to what Phil said or even what Jeff Grubb is saying now. What many of us have been saying since Phil said that, these games are exclusive. Stop with the nonsense. This is not a fanboy war. This is not a, you know, me console warring. It's just the truth that, that Starfield is going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC, period. And end of discussion, really. It's, it's really crazy to me that people still argue that fact it's weird you guys know yeah i was gonna say is anybody about that yeah I, I muted myself oh. i didn't even realize <laughs> oh, 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 oh. i was wondering <laughs> I, I thought it got knocked off the uh, no. show that's what i thought no. boom got knocked out yeah. uh what's interesting is and i and i find almost hilarious is that the flagpole had to be prominently thrown into the ground. Uh, and I think that this was like basically the last straw because everyone's been asking Jeff Grubb, you know, middle-aged gamer guy, let's, let's go to you next on this yeah, because man. obviously this, again, this is one of those situations where, listen, Jeff is not always right, but I will tell you this. He's certainly more right 
then he is wrong. And I don't think that he puts his uh, career or reputation on the line and makes a comment or a statement like this if there is no truth to it that he doesn't know for a fact. And again, I, right. I agree with Fonz 100%. Why would they put it onto a PlayStation 5? Now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, but I want to say this. They don't want the PlayStation gamers' money. They don't want your money. What they want is your subscription to come in each and every month for $15. They want to make you, and again, I, 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 this conversation that's going to come up in the chat any minute now, no PlayStation gamer is going to abandon the PlayStation for Xbox. Well, no one's asking them to do that because you can support multiple con uh, consoles and not turn into a princess or a frog. Exactly. What, 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 where do you take this conversation, Mag? Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I'm not going to rehash again what, uh, what you guys have already said. However, I will say this. <clears throat> Absolutely, they're all going to stay as exclusive to Game Pass, not Xbox, Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And you notice how they're, they're, usually, they're using that word more and more frequently. And I, I've noticed that, like, even like when Phil speaks and stuff, he doesn't say Xbox anymore. He says Game Pass. I think what they're trying to do is remarket it so that it's just the name Game Pass. Yeah, okay, obviously it's synonymous with Xbox. But, I mean, it's going to be just its own thing. You know what I mean? Like, like Game Pass is going to be on your TV. And, you know, eventually on your smart TV, it's going to be a little square right next to your Disney Plus, right next to your Amazon Prime, right next to your Netflix. And then there's going to be a Game Pass square. It's going to be a green Game Pass square sitting right there. And it's going to go on and on and on. And the thing is, when it comes to exclusive content, you don't pay eight, almost $8 billion to give it to somebody else. And the people who are just like, well, what? They need to make their money back and this and that. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you're concern trolling. Okay? This concern trolling, by the way, is a new trend that is really starting to piss me off right now. And you know, you know, you know the other concern trolling thing that's bothering me? Well, how like is Game Pass making money? Who gives a shit? D does anybody have podcasts for two hours talking about does Netflix make money? Is anybody concerned trolling Disney Plus because uh, Mandalorian cost $100 million to make two seasons? Is anybody going, well, is Disney Plus making their money back? Nobody cares. Nobody's talking about that. So why this? Yeah, exactly. All it is is just concern trolling because for whatever stupid reason. But the thing is, the key to all this is that Starfield is exclusive, so to speak. But, I mean, you have such a multitude of options that Xbox is no longer necessary essentially and that was the goal from the beginning okay and what by doing that what you've done is that you've eliminated the preliminary investment okay that is the key to all of this and that's what makes it more accessible like for example when the ps3 came out okay this is way back when when i was when I was younger i wasn't married wasn't making as much money okay i had to wait for the ps3 okay because i knew that i first of all i wanted to play uncharted Okay, I saw Uncharted. I was always, I've always been like a Tomb Raider fan, whatever. Big Tomb Raider fan. I love adventure games, that kind of stuff, right? So that came out. But in order for me to get that, that was a $550 investment to play one game. One game. So what they've done here, and this is something I've been preaching forever. They said, how do we get, how do we get to the masses? And even if it's not their primary, uh, let's say, uh, you know, console of choice or at least platform of choice, how do we get them in there? By removing the preliminary investment. 
right? Because then let's say, let's say, you know, let's say we went, we were still doing the, uh, what Sony's doing right now, or or you know, Nintendo's doing right now, and they release Elder Scrolls Six exclusively on Xbox. That's a five hundred and seventy dollar investment just yeah. to get one game. Now you don't have to do that. It's now a fifteen dollar investment. Period. Because the thing is, a lot of people have a smart TV. I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people do. Pretty much everybody on the planet has a cell phone. Okay? Everybody. I see nine-year-old kids walking around with Samsung S10s. Okay? So if they've got them, they got access to these games. All they need is to do is pay $15. And it's not like you're getting just the one game. You're getting hundreds of games. Yep. Right? So what they've done is that they've eliminated that. Therefore, I don't understand where the crying is coming from. And I think what it's coming from, and it's something I actually mentioned pre-show, I think the reason why they don't like it is because it doesn't fit the narrative, their narrative. And if it doesn't fit their narrative, it doesn't make them happy. And the thing is, you know, you can you can have your cake, you can eat it too, for only so long. Because eventually someone's going to slap you right in the face and say, stop eating my cake! It's been eight years, okay? <laughs> Remember that I said that pre-show? I said yeah, something did. in, in a did. chat, and I said, you know, I'm really excited that Xbox is making all these big moves and this and that. And then some guy comes in there and starts saying to me, he's like, well, you don't have to be like that. And I'm like, be like what? And I'm like, what do you think I'm doing here? I'm not being a troll. I'm not being a, a jerk. I'm not doing anything. I just was just happy that they're going to be doing well and they're going to be making some amazing, uh, incredible content in the future. And I said, and then uh, think about it for a second. Like for the last, if you, if you're like an exclusive, let's say an exclusive Xbox fan. Okay. You'd have to listen to eight years of that crap. From yeah. 2013 all the way to 2021, we had to hear the constant thing. But then as soon as you find out that something's exclusive on the other side, it's a problem. And I'm like, well, guys, you're not going to get cooties if you join the Xbox ecosystem. But the thing is, you know what it is? Guys, let's be real. Okay, let's be real. Behind the scenes, these clowns, you know what they're going to do? They're going to they're gonna mount a bitch and this and that and moan and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And then as soon as nobody's looking, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna subscribe to Game Pass and they'll play it on their laptop. Or they'll play it on their PC, and then it'll, it'll attach it to their TV or whatever. Okay, that's what's going to end up happening. Or they might buy an Xbox One, uh, an Xbox Series S, right, as like a supplementary console. That's the other thing. So if someone wants man, to have like they're going to play it on their thirty eighties, man. Come on, oh, yeah, that's right, that's you right. Everybody got thirty eighties. That's right. Everybody's yes. got a thirty eighty. I forgot yes. about that. Yeah, I got you, didn't get, got you didn't get the memo oh, when uh, Oprah was giving them out to the yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> under your chair, guys. Look under your chair, chat. I think there's a thirty eighty under everybody's seat right now. Boom, put them there. Yes, um, yes. So yeah. So, you know, I don't understand where it's coming from. I think it's I think it's utterly ridiculous. It's nonsensical. Or, you know what? If you do plan on playing, like, let's say, a premium experience and you're not on a PC, do what I did. Be an adult and go out and buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I wanted to play God of War and when I wanted to play Uncharted on, uh, you know, Uncharted on PS3 and God of War on PS4, guess what? I had to go out and buy a PS4. I yes. didn't buy the PS4 on launch day. Okay, I waited a couple of years and then I bought it. And then I bought it for relatively cheap. You remember they were practically throwing them away for free on that Black Friday when the spider when Sp the year that Spider-Man came out. You remember that? They were selling them for like 199 bucks or something. Like Jesus, man. You know, what what you know, can't tell me it's about the price, guys. This is an expensive hobby and I'm not saying you got to be rich to do it, but my god, look for deals. You're not going to find a better deal than a PS4 at 199 with Spider-Man bundled in it on a Black Friday. Like, what the hell you think's going on? Because everybody yeah. seems to be championing a $70 price tag for the PS5 games. Yeah. And that's not a problem? 
right? But now, but you, but now you don't, you, you can't, you can't afford to invest into another ecosystem because you want to play uh, some of the outstanding games that are going to be coming out of Xbox Game Studios. Stop, just stop. Do me a favor, just stop. That's all there is to it. And for everybody else who's just normal, like the rest of us, or at least semi-normal, like the rest of us, don't listen to it. Enjoy what you got. Have a great time. And guess what? If you invest in both ecosystems or multiple ecosystems, guess what? You're the winner in the end. Okay? Let people bitch and moan. Do whatever the hell they want. In the end, it's a true gamer who's going to win, who's going to win, and who's going to experience these things and have a blast doing it. And I will be one of them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Real quick, I would, before I get uh, Everborn Saga's uh, um, uh, explanation of what where he thinks this is going to be, CYV Studios in the chat is asking, uh, Double Barrel Gaming, no option for Super Chats. Listen, folks, uh, if you tune in tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Tuesday edition of the Xbox Factor podcast, I will be breaking down why there's currently no super chats available and when that option is going to be coming back uh there's a great reason for it and something that i am proud to talk about i'm not going to talk about it right now so tune in tomorrow at 12 p.m eastern standard time for the xbox factor podcast at least the tuesday edition and you will get the breakdown as to what has been going on behind the scenes it's something that's very exciting something that i cannot believe happened and i'll be talking about that tomorrow but i appreciate your concern and definitely definitely appreciate all of the super chats you have already given me but it's going to be coming back shortly uh everborn saga let's get your opinion on this my friend look starfield you know you i want you to read the tweet that got a lot of traction that you were talking about right before we went live and i want you to break that down because it makes proper sense to the conversation Oh, we're talking about my tweet or yes. Jeff's tweet. You're not, yeah, you're no, 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 no. My, 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 so my tweet, which, which a, a lot of people uh, didn't, they kind of didn't understand how to take it or, or they, it, it upset them. I said, uh, help me make this make sense. A company spends billions of dollars to acquire over a dozen studios to help combat the narrative that their platform lacks content. This narrative has cost them, in fact, billions of dollars over the course of the last generation. Why would they then only keep the titles, the sort of experimental titles or the ones no one wants as exclusives to the platform and, and release the high profile titles as uh, multi-plats? How does any of that make sense, right? And I and I I, I think that I think we 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 kind of get lost in the way sort of things have been, and I think that just as humans, we're not really used to change. And I think that you know we've all been accustomed to this idea that uh, one uh, or two of the platforms keeps their things exclusives and the other platform just doesn't have exclusives, right? And I think it is that thinking that has people sort of trying to do mental gymnastics on why in any world it would make sense to spend that kind of money, right? You could, if, it, if, it's, if it's solely about uh, getting things in Game Pass and keeping them um, 
multi-platform, you could work out a deal like you did with Outriders, right? It's it 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 it, it this I, I just the fact that it needed a confirmation is the strangest thing to me, right? Like why why would they put uh, any any of these games anywhere else unless they was were previously obligated to do so? So I, I think I think a lot of this is much to do uh, a, a, about nothing. And when I say much to do about nothing, I mean it is people that are still confused about uh, what they're going to do with these titles. But what will be interesting to see, see, because we don't know what Starfield is. That's another thing I want to point out. Um, I have not seen one frame of Starfield. Starfield could be the, the next Parappa the Rapper. Right, it could it could be like Viva <laughs> Pinata. I we I, I don't know what it is, right? So I I I'm, I'm making it a rule not to get excited about it. I don't know what it means that it's an exclusive. It could be a stick figure game. Who knows? But I think the the broader point is that these things will be exclusive, and 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 that is that is just it. So moral of the story: wait till you see Starfield before you get too hype about it could end up being another uh cyberpunk right um the the other moral of the story is what are people going to do when they tell you elder scrolls or or fallout is going to be an exclusive what they're going to have to do is just go buy an xbox or a pc to play it and call it square and but this is the other thing like it's not even a huge deal right xbox is really the console itself, right? The console is just an endpoint, right? You you can you can experience those things anywhere, and I think that sort of um, like that flexibility to where because pe there's people out there that think this is why I always find that statement funny. Why do why will I get a console when I can just play it on the PC? Do you think? Who, do you think that hurts anyone? <laughs> right? No. You're still giving Microsoft your money <laughs> to, 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 to play these things, right? So if if you want the whole point is for you to play it on the PC if that's where you want to play it. That that is right. the point. Microsoft is not counting uh console sales as a metric for success anymore. Right? Neither is the heads of Sony either. That's correct, Mons. Yes. Right. Right. And yep. so, and 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 that is the thing. So we get caught. We get caught up so much in this sort of uh, my my box sold better than your box, as though any of that money goes in your pocket. It 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 doesn't matter how to me. It doesn't matter how many subs Game Pass has, and it doesn't matter uh, how many boxes um, uh, uh, Sony sold with the PlayStation. I don't care how many copies of, of, of Ratchet and Clank they sell, except for the one that I'm gonna buy, right? That that doesn't matter. Now, I think the exclusive argument is an important one to have because I think exclusives uh, drive competition, like platform competition, right? Yep, yep. So if, if, if Sony sees that, oh, well, crap, uh, maybe Starfield is good. Maybe it's the next like huge IP that we all love, right? Sony sees that, and then and then Fable's good, and Avowed's good, and Halo's good. Guess what? Sony in turn has to what? Step their game up. They, they have, have to, to offer. Correct. They have to respond with 
uh, even better games. They have to blow our socks off, and they will have to respond by trying to find a way to uh, provide that level of value, right? That's competition. Exactly, and because you can charge $70 for a single experience while you have the best experiences. But if on the other side of the pond, you have the same top tier experiences, guess what? Your, your, your value proposition changes. Sony's value prop would change and they would have to adjust as a company. So guess what? We win, right? We win by not being sort of price gouged or, or however we want to call it, right? So I, I, think, I, think, I think exclusivity is good. I was never crying about, um, uh, you know, Spider-Man being exclusive or them locking up. Listen, Sony is making, Sony has to compete in the way they compete. And guess what? That caused Microsoft to make moves, right? So Sony Mm -hmm. has made some smart moves by locking some things down. And now Microsoft is responding, right? And then Sony will respond. And it's going to be fun, folks. You get it. yeah, you get it. it That's okay. the way it is, man. And, and, it, and, you know, I have to add something, though. I have to correct you a bit because we do know Todd Howard has already said that Starfield is a single-player sci-fi RPG and their biggest Bethesda game ever. So mm, we do know yes. that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, so, it's, it's funny well, you should say so that. It's because not a we, stick figure game. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. No, it's okay, not good, a stick good. figure game. And what we're going to do is we have some leaks on exactly what it is, what's going to be in it. We're going to be talking on the back end of this topic, and we're going to segue right into it as soon as we're done talking with Cybernox and Clowns. And we're going to break. I'm going to break down all of those leaks that just came out from a, a you know from obviously from a, a leaker who has been known to the industry, but Cybernox, let's, let's get yeah. your, get your opinion on this brother. Um, Starfield as an exclusive does not surprise me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm a realist, but I'm also someone that supports multiple consoles. Everyone on, on this panel, I believe does in one way or another. And we don't play this ridiculous fanboy war. We play games. That's what we do. My question to you is why is this a surprise of what Jeff had to say and why are people still challenging what an insider of his caliber uh, had to say regarding it on Friday about it being exclusive for Xbox and PC? Uh, I'm honestly not sure. You know, Um, we've said, I think a lot of us who are in the known have said this countless times. Like it, it just makes sense for Xbox to make the, starfield and exclusive they own that company now they own the property they have to make their ecosystem more enticing for people to come in and join that ecosystem right it just makes sense how come when sony bought insomniac and i know they had a longer relationship nobody you know they made a game for xbox but nobody says oh hey is insomniac's games still coming to xbox you know like no one says that but for some reason, one way or another, but Bethesda is now is supposed to, you know, put their games out on a different console. And I say console because, you know, just like um, I, I think it was Everborn that mentioned PC. Sony is open to the idea of just bringing more and more ports to the PC. They now have a PlayStation Studio, um, uh, Steam page up, and that's a that's a big deal, right? Yep. Um. But when it comes to uh, the exclusivity, man, it just makes sense. And that's the beauty, too, about what's going on with Game Pass and their ecosystem. I know we keep going back to Game Pass, but um, 
Everborn mentioned something that he's, he's going to buy a copy of Ratchet and Clank, just like a lot of people are, right? For sure. But what happens is you're paying $70. And that's why I appreciate Fon so much, because when he talks about it, he talks as a, as for the consumer first, right? To the executive's face, Fonzo. Yeah. Remember when you said this to Aaron Greenberg? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're paying, <laughs> yeah. like, he's, we're paying $70 to play a game that you think you're going to like, right? You may look good on trailers. It may look good on, uh, on, on, uh, on Let's Plays and, and people, you know, uh, hyping up the game. But when you actually get your hands on to the game, you're paying that fee so you can try the game out, right? And then, yeah. You, either you like it or you don't, you're out that 70 bucks. But Game Pass, it removes that from the consumer, right? You're paying a subscription fee and you have access to everything in this library. And now with Starfield day and date, it, it just eliminates that, that worry for the consumer, right? Oh, I can try Starfield for $10, $15, whichever subscription you, you, you sign on to. Yeah, it's just like Netflix, a month, right? It, it's just, Netflix has it's, some bad shows simple. too. Netflix exactly. has some horrible shows. And I start watching them like, I'm not finishing this trash. Exactly. And I go to the next. Exactly. So, and that makes the ecosystem enticing. It makes people want to join. And, and it, and listen, I would say that, you know, maybe 70 or 80% of people who try Game Pass and they see the value and the, the value proposition that's there and all the content that's there. They stay on the they stay on because it just makes sense, right? And coming back to Bethesda, all those games coming out. Why would why wouldn't they make this Starfield an uh an exclusive? They have to bring it to Xbox, bring it to PC, bring it to XCloud, let everyone who wants to try this game have the ability to try it. And that's a big that's a big win. If you're a gamer, I'm not just saying a PlayStation gamer or you know. If you're a gamer and you want to try this game out, you have a, a venue of ways that you can go ahead and try it, either on your PC, on your tablet, you know, or in your, on your phone, or simply you can purchase. I know, you know, if you're able to, you can find a Series S or a Series X. Like they're giving you all the options. It just makes sense. You don't pay seven point five billion dollars just to put just to keep the old in the same business model going forward you want to bring it to your ex uh, you want to bring more customers to your ecosystem and starfield may do that i agree absolutely and i and i think what's what's going to happen with a game like starfield you, the, the importance of it a, 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 on the surface level is xbox gets a premier triple a game that's exclusive to Xbox Game Pass. And what that does is sell Xbox Game Pass if you want to play said game on either the PC or on Xbox. But I think what's more important here is the fact that this is the first new IP. This is a dream IP for Todd Howard. He's talked about it. And we're going to get into what, what this IP is, what it's going to have in, in a bit. Clowns, are you back, bro? I'm here. Just let me know if you can hear any background noise. Yeah, we we hear a little bit, bro. We definitely hear a little bit. So you know, we'll, we'll have you we'll have you come back on, uh, on on the back end of the conversation. Um, you know what, Fonz? If it's okay, I want to go right to you immediately. Uh, we have we had a bunch of leaks for uh, Starfield, um, and uh, it, and now this comes to us, folks, from Industry Insider. His name is Skullzy. Uh, it's S-K-U-L-L-I-Z-I. -L -L -I -I. Now, I want people to understand, 
This is a guy on Twitter that apparently has leaked some big things before. Now, I've personally never heard of him, so I want people to understand to take this with a bit of a grain of salt. But he did say some things that were interesting, and I really – I'll go from Fonz right to Everborn because Everborn wasn't sure what this game is. Well, this kind of gives us an idea of exactly what it is. And this is what this is what Scalzi had to say regarding the leaks um, – on Todd Howard's new original IP, uh, according to Todd Howard, he says it's something to really look forward to. Now, this is the, this is what Scalzi had to say. He says, I want to say that all of the leaks you've been seeing today and in the immediate future will most likely be from the early 2018 build, same as before. That is all I will say on that matter. Here is another leak. Not sure what you consider about this one, but Starfield will have factions. One is called the Black Fleet, and the other one is called the Space Nation Alliance. Have fun. Here's one more for you. While I won't 100% come out and confirm spacewalking uh, will be in the game you do have a gravity meter on your hud and ships do have exits and entrances specifically for when there are high gravity or low gravity um, moments you already can float around and he continues with those are the images that you're that are going around to see for a while i think remember they are all from early 2018 build and likely in test cells on the game dev side of things either way e3 is a month away and we'll see something official then the hype is assuming direct control uh listen again there is not groundbreaking stuff here i did not know about the factions we do know Fonz, that it is single player what 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 are your thoughts on what what we've seen in the leaked photos as well as now this new information where does your hype meter fall for for this game um it, i'm I would say that I'm excited for it, and I think that I've heard people say that you can't really be hyped for this game because you don't know much about it or whatever. I disagree. I think that, you know, for me personally, I love sci-fi RPG. They had me at sci-fi RPG, period. Okay. Yes. And, and it's a Bethesda game, and I do like Bethesda's RPGs. I love the Fallout series, and I love the Elder Scrolls series. Don't like Fallout 76, but that's a whole entire different story. That's a multiplayer <laughs> game that I... It, no. But I love what they bring to the genre. And so, yeah, when I heard sci-fi RPG and single player, I was all in. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for it. And I, th I feel like that this Bethesda game, um, you know, from what I've seen so far, uh, this is a 2018 build. Yes. Uh, these, these pictures floating around, if these are real, which I do believe they are because Skullsy it's obvious with the leaks he's put out there before that he knows somebody within Bethesda. He's strictly a Bethesda leaker. Like yes, he is. this guy knows stuff. Um, he knows somebody that works there or maybe he possibly works there. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, the stuff looks pretty cool to me so far from what we've seen. Um, I, you know, want to see more. Uh, it's very vague on what they're showing, but hearing things like there's going to be spacewalking and stuff, that sounds pretty cool. Um, I, I, I'm interested in this game, uh, and I want to see more of it. Damn it. Like that's just, I, I want to see more. Well, you know, I, I'm expecting a massive blowout at E3. I know that we, we, we know we do have confirmation that, uh, the Xbox show is going to go right into Bethesda or Bethesda is going to go right into Xbox. We don't know with a small break. So there's going to be a massive amount 
of coverage coming for uh, what's coming for Xbox. Yeah, I think they're going to show it. I think I, I think what they're going to do is possibly see what I think might happen is on Xbox's stage. I think they might end with Starfield and then yes. go into more in and depth open up. in Starfield with Bethesda when they open yeah. their show. I think they'll go more in depth and they're going to show us a lot there because I think this game is coming very, very soon. Yep. But I still, I, you know, I still argue with Rand a bit. I don't think it'll be out this year at the end of the year. I think it'll be out maybe March of next year, springtime. I, 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 you know. I think it's either a September, October, brother. I mean, I, 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 you, you make good points. I've heard you talk about this on RDX where you don't think that it's making it this year. And, and maybe COVID's a part of that. We don't know for sure. But I, yeah. I just yeah. think yeah. That and, that, and that's would... why I think it's really, it's come down to the pandemic um, for yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, because what we've seen so far, I mean, really think about it this way. Leaks from E3. Usually by this time, we have so much news to go over before E3. We have nothing really right now. I mean, we have these few Bethesda leaks here, but this is really nothing in comparison to previous years for E3. Where is all the news? Like nothing is really showing. And I think partly it's because of the pandemic uh, being that nobody can really uh, uh, get together and stuff. So there's probably not a lot of leaks that are going to happen. But I think that uh, the other reason is that these companies might not have a lot to show this e3 i agree you know and, 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 and i, I think gonna, that's um, that's the way it's going to be i think personally i think they're not going to be there's not going to be a lot of games stuff to really show this year do you think uh if you don't mind me but i'm just gonna ask Fonz a, yeah, a jump question. In. do you do you think because it's going to be an all digital event now they have a little bit more control of who can see things and it's not exchanging so many hands because i know once when, when they have these events they're probably planning a few months That's ahead true, right? yeah. and yep. they're getting things uh out and moving a couple of months before uh now I, that it's all digital they probably have you know yeah i agree i, I agree and that's why i mentioned that i i think that because it's uh because of the pandemic yep. that they're not really getting together to really go over this kind of stuff so there's less leaking going on but i also think that there's going to be less games shown as well and that's not sure. to say they're not going to show a lot of games folks I, I still say that it's going to be, you know, some great shows. It's just not going to have as much as we've seen in the past because I, I don't think a lot of these games are ready. And matter of fact, the last, I don't know, past year, every game that has dropped has been buggy, has had issues and, and serious issues, a lot of them. And, you know, I thought it was going to be taken care of after the cyberpunk debacle, but it seems like the publishers are still pushing these games out before they're actually ready. And I think that may have something to do with it as well. Maybe maybe they're going to slow down a bit and really concentrate on getting these games to be, you know, flushed out and be, you know, less buggy. Because I'm getting sick and tired of being a beta tester right now for these games <laughs> I, when I spend I, money on them. I, I hate yeah. that. I got some news for you, Fonz. <laughs> I don't think that's going to change uh, in the foreseeable future. I hear a lot of people say that, like, um, you know, QA is one of the hardest things that 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 was hit. And also, you know, as we you know, these games are getting a lot more sort of complex and, and all those things. And, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, that that's not uh, to make an excuse for them. I'm just saying the reality is that that may end up being the case. And I was I was on a, a, on the Scumcast the other day and I was saying maybe, you know, us as gamers, we got to maybe begin to think about uh, not buying these games at launch, 
right? Yeah. Because because yeah. they're if we if we keep getting hype about buying these games on day one because you know uh, I mean at, you know if you're if you're if you're a content creator you want to get those because you want to share them with your audience and tell them what you think about them so you know hopefully you can help them make a decision but I'm saying the community at large like um, unless these studios see that there is a financial that there's financial harm to them releasing buggy games they're going to continue to do that right once you, once you put uh, you connected the internet to these consoles and gave them hard drives updates were a thing of 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 of, of that we just all had to get accustomed to so i say all that to say the only way what you're talking about changes is if, if is if we get together and say we're not buying these games day one. And guess what? If uh, how many games do you buy on day one, and then it goes into your backlog, oh, and then yeah. you never Come play on. it, and then by the time you play it, it's cheaper. Oh, right? Sure. Yeah. A ton, yeah. a ton of games. Oh man. So, so I think that's really the, the way to deal with that problem. Now, as far as um, Starfield goes, um, you know, I, I, I. I'm joking saying like we don't know what it is. We have an idea and I'm like I'm playing um Mass Effect Legendary Edition right now which we happen to have on which screen. Is great. Which is fantastic. Wow. Dude. Wow. It's st- wow. So it's still it still holds up. Still like holds up. that first of all they don't do uh I think Neo was saying this uh Neo GameSpark on Twitter like when you play Mass Effect you realize that they don't they don't do dialogue like this anymore. Right? No, they just, do not. Just, just the way they told this story, it is very hard to come by. So I think that um, there is a there is a, a a hole right now that has been sort of exposed by the release of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I'm loving all the people that are playing it for the first time. But what kind of timing is that? Everybody wants another space adventure, and here comes Starfield, right? If they can, if they can succeed, if they knock this out of the park, I, I, I think, I think everybody has been waiting for for some something like uh, what what we're hoping Starfield is, and I think that's where the sense of all the hype comes from. It's because we want another uh, big space RPG style drama. And I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's just that Everborn. I think it's also because it's a Bethesda game. And if you're a Bethesda fan like I am, you're going to be yeah. hyped for it. And, yes. and and that's why I don't understand. Like, I get it if somebody says, well, I'm not hyped for this game, like Philly Eagle in the chat. Obviously, he's not as hype on Bethesda as, say, maybe I am. Um, so that's there's the difference as well. Yeah. Like, if you're a big Bethesda fan, you're going to be like, hey, single player sci-fi RPG, I'm down. Yep. Sign and, me up. And, you know, to, to your point, Fonz, I think if anybody, if so, we know Ratchet's coming out. I think that if anybody, if, if, if you hear that Insomniac is making another game right now, do you care what it is? Or are you just like, oh, I can't wait to see it and I can't wait to play it because they've kind of proven themselves. So I, I, I do understand that. Right. I, yeah. I, it I, it I, depends on what it is. Now, if they said it was another game similar to, you know, Spider-Man, a different, you know, character, maybe. Yeah, I would be excited. But if it was something like Song of the Deep, no thanks. You know, no. What, what I'm saying is if they if, if OK, if Insomniac says we're making another superhero game, do you even care? Who yeah, the superhero yeah, exactly. Is? I, I'm, right? I'm, I'm hype. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. So, no, I, 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 I can dig that. I just I just think that 
we are very excited for this game for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I like what the game sort of represents. I just want to see it. I'm tired of talking about Starfield and we didn't see it. Give me a trailer and then I can be, I can be, I can be hype again. I just, yeah. I, don't, I mean, it's I don't cool. you. I feel you. Yeah. yeah different and, and, strokes, man. Like I get it. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I can hear something from a company and if it sounds like it's my type of game, I can get hype for a game, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you guys, do you guys think that release, I, I'm sorry, Everborn, go ahead. Yeah. I'm no, just no, going to no, ask no, a no. question that maybe you can add to it. Do you guys think releasing Starfield and Halo in the same quarter kind of hurts? No, nah, that's game that so that? different. I was actually mm. just going to come to that point. <laughs> like, it's and good, Chris, good yeah, and Crispy up. Ramble brought up a fantastic date on the chat. He said Starfield uh, 2, 22. 22 you know kind of like dope. skyrim you know yeah. skyrim came out on 11 11 11 starfield could be pulling something like that i don't know L yeah, listen and so. fe feb listen if halo comes out in november february is not long to wait and no, if halo not. if halo hits the way you know microsoft wants it to hit and the way i think it's gonna hit and the way uh people hope it's gonna hit i think that people will be playing that game for three months and so that's the perfect time uh, to go and drop something like a Starfield if you're going to do it in February. Right. right? Give it a little bit so, of breathing space, too. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You, want, you want these IPs to breathe, not choke each other out a la uh, Titanfall 2. Right. Wait, so now you guys, are, yeah, you guys are finally coming to my realization that springtime seems <laughs> like about the best it, time, hey. right? <laughs> Talk about it, fun. It's the best. You know, time. you mentioned, and then the you know the gear starts turning over here. It's like, oh, maybe. Yeah, and again, if they can, and who who's to say they don't have you know other things to? And you know what, I want to just take a point to point out. Do you remember when uh, Xbox, uh, the you know they you know Xbox proper released that article talking about the thirty-one Xbox exclusives they had for twenty twenty-one? Mm -hmm. How many of those games have actually come out yet? Well, right? I mean, uh, again, a lot of those games were double A and triple A games. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that, that this are is, coming. This, this is my point. So, if only like two or three of them have come out so far, that means in the next half of this year, we are going to get the Ascent. We are going to get Crossfire X. We are going to get Exomecha. We are Scorn. going to get Tunic, Scorn. All those things are coming out. To, to sort of give people things to play. And I think the Ascent is going to be huge. I don't know how big Tunic is going to be, but it's going to be one of the games that I put most of my time in. Stalker 2. Uh, uh, 12 just, minutes. Just, 12 yeah, minutes. Come all, on, baby. All, all those things, right? So those are the things that you can pad around Halo. And if, if, if listen, if, if, if Forza comes out, right, you can put all of that around Halo and then at the top of the year, because you know that is when there's kind of usually a lull after the holiday season, they can come out with Starfield right around that time and and clean up and be the talk of the town without all the competition of of uh, of the other you know big third party games and whatever Sony has in store. Yeah, that's like the and I, and, that's the Capcom and, move. Yeah, and I think that um, Halo is big enough to take on, if it's good, right? And I believe it'll be good, but if it is good, Halo is big enough to take on uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And if 
by some miracle, uh, God of War Ragnarok comes out. I think Halo is is fine to stand against those in terms of people making a decision uh, during the holiday season, right? So I, I think they're fine if Starfield goes to early 2022. I don't, I, you know, so. Uh, but that's if Halo's good. If Halo's not good, then they need they need Starfield this year. Well, I mean, listen, I I, I look. I'm going to be honest with you. May, may, you know, you can call me whatever you want, a fanboy. I I, I have no doubt that Halo's going to be good. I'm going to be honest you, with you. you. You and me both. I, and Fonz, I know that mm. you don't really trust three four three, but I will say this mm. to you. This, I've always wanted to say this to you, Fonz. In, <laughs> All right. Uh, Halo Four is one of the best stories. In the Halo series, they humanize Master Chief, right? For, for me, right? Yeah, they, I know, they, I know. I disagree. For me, all good, all good. But I, I believe they, I believe they knocked the story of Halo Four out of the park. That yeah. is the first time I felt like uh, Master Chief wasn't just a superhero; he was a person, right? So I know that three four three can tell a story. I hated what right? they did with Cortana. I hated the Prometheans. Uh, I, I just did not like any of that. I, yeah. totally but I fan, respect you. Right? I respect right? you. Right. And then in I think in, in Halo five, right, I didn't really care for the story, but the campaign gameplay itself I still think holds up to me today. But that might just be because I'm I'm a Halo fan. And and I think a lot of people would, would agree <laughs> that the multiplayer in Halo Five was good. So yeah, it was and, excellent. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so and everyone that saw the the Craig showing last year, right? I don't know if anyone that said the gameplay didn't look good, right? So this is it, it, to me, it comes down to an issue about the graphics, right? I think if they showed the same gameplay with with the lighting set up and without the pop-in and the ray tracing, everyone would have been happy, right? So now they've had a year to fix that. And they, the people at 343 are wizards when it comes to graphics. I'm sure Fonz, even if you didn't like Halo 4 and 5, I'm sure you wouldn't disagree about the graphics. No, not necessarily. No, I, I, I think that uh, Halo 4 is probably one of the best looking Halos there ever was. Right, right. So I, three, four, I say all this to say 343 knows what they're doing and the Halo uh, fan base is, is, and that's not an excuse for what they showed. They should not have showed the game. They should have just said they delayed it. And I don't know what's going on in that pipeline, how they yeah, yeah. decided they had to show it. That's not my point here. My point is that I think 343 um, is... It's getting a little bit of a bad rap, but I think that they're going to say, I think they're going to turn it around. I believe they turned that around. And last point about Halo, I see a lot of people putting like sort of undue expectations on Halo for what, what it is, what it needs to do and all that. And I, I don't like to think of things that way because I want to see something and experience it. And whatever the meta score is and whatever the sales unit, that doesn't affect my enjoyment of the game. That being said, the Halo audience, which I count myself as one of, is the most critical of 343. So don't think that because I don't care if it wins game of the year or not, that means that we are somehow making an excuse or lowering expectations. My expectations are through the roof because they waited six years. But I'm just saying it doesn't, 
sales and and sort of accolades don't matter. They have to put out a quality Halo product. Well, that's, what that's I want to do, Halo. yeah, listen, I I kind of want to reel this in because we went from Starfield to Halo, and I I, I, I want to yeah, 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 I want to I want to bring I want to bring first time on with, with Fonz. I have to oh, tell him that. that's okay, <laughs> that's not a problem. Mag, let's get your opinion on these uh, on the leaks, right? Yeah, Just to, look, here's the thing. 2018 build or not, I thought the screenshots looked dope. Okay, yeah. if I can get that game that I saw, I'm sold because the most important thing for me, and and because I'm a selfish gamer, right? I enjoy multiplayer, but I am an old school cat like Fonz. We appreciate the single player selfish experience, and, and, and you know what? I'm okay with admitting that. Starfield is for me because it's a single player game. And it's single player focus. It's not split down the middle. Or we're gonna get a little multiplayer over here. We're gonna get single. What are your thoughts on the leaks so far? Has anything got you more excited or less excited for Starfield? Well, I'm not less excited, and I'm not more excited. I'm just happy it's coming. I'm excited that it's coming because the thing is, at the end of the day, I haven't seen enough to be able to see. Be like, you know what? This is my jam right here, and this is something that I've always agreed with with Randall Thor, where Rand is like. I don't get super excited for a CG trailer. He's like, I want to see gameplay because then at least I can, you know, infer my thoughts of what I'm going to be doing with the controller, right? So when you actually see gameplay, you're like, I'm going to be doing that. So therefore, you can identify with what the, you know, what what they're showing on screen, you know, like even the Fable thing. Like I'm like, yay, Fable, but all it showed was a fairy getting eaten by a frog. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay. But like, if you show me the character running down the street in a village, lush environments, all this other kind of stuff, really cool things happening, then I could be like, you know what? I'm going to be doing that. And so when you see that, that's when you can associate it with your own personal experience. Same thing with Starfield. As far as I could see, yes, okay, I saw the, I saw the shots. I saw everything, okay? However, I still am kind of like, I'm not on the fence at all. I'm totally excited because look what you're dealing with. You're dealing with pedigree, okay? This is a studio with history, with yes. pedigree. They know what they're doing. And if they know what they're doing, you know that they're going to do it again because now they've got even more money. They don't have to worry about their lights, okay? They don't have to worry about like, <laughs> yeah, maybe guys reel it in a little bit because, uh, you know, otherwise none of us get Christmas this year. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge. Like, it's not going to be like that. Now they have the opportunity. They have the assets. They also have the equipment. They have the, uh, you know, they have everything. They have the R&D to be able to do whatever it is they need to do to polish this game. Now, obviously, they were working on this well before Microsoft uh, was in the picture, or at least maybe they were in early talks, but God knows what. But anyways, the point is, until I actually see it, and we will see it, guys. There's no point in you getting all excited. You know we're going to get something at E3, and I'll tell you something. If it is coming out, let's say, in the next year and by year i mean anywhere between now and let's say early 2022 which i believe would be the smart thing to do then that's then there's plenty of time you know what i mean then they could show um they could show a, a cg trailer okay at the microsoft show and then when they go like, just like fonz was saying then maybe they could like uh, you know uh, they could show they it close there. with one open with the other exactly yeah. and then they go to the next shot they go to the next show and then they actually play 10 yeah. minutes of the game you know what I mean? Or 15 minutes of the game. Play one level. Whatever the hell this is. We don't know. This could be like a Returnal for all we know. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Oh, God, we, no, You don't know. We don't even know what kind of a game it is. It just said it's a single-player game. It didn't say what. Could be a roguelite for all we know. We don't know. 
right? Well, no, so they, anyways, they did. I, they I did, they did say there was an RPG. So, oh, for sure, like absolutely for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then that's fine. Then, then, then that's what we're getting. Okay. It could be a Mass Effect action RPG. Who the hell knows, right? I would until take I that. see it with a controller in someone's hand, and I see yeah. it being played. That, like I said, then I can make the personal, you know, then I can make the the personal association and say, I'm going to be doing that. I'm excited to do that. You know, because I could watch CG trailers all day and it's not going to do anything to me. It's not going to do anything for me. I'd be like, all right, that looks that looks pretty dope. That's pretty cool. But other than that, if I if I'm, you know, that's it. You're just looking at something, you know, hey, it's man. not it's not giving you that. Hey, yes, man. sir. What if Starfield is a tabletop paper RPG? Perfect. Sounds great. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, look, I, I, I'm going to say this in defense <laughs> of uh, God Howard, which is what some people in my podcast yeah. crews are calling him. Uh, this is something that he has dreamed of of making. Uh, it, it's a dream project for him. Uh, it's something he's very excited to share with everyone. And I, I think I agree with you right there. I think they oh, they close with Starfield with a trailer and they open up with gameplay and they give us a release date. Now, I'm still standing that I think we're going to get to remember, though, 16 yes. times the detail. You got to remember. That's also <laughs> Tom Howard. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Yeah, Sixteen yeah. times the detail. Cyber, let's let's get your, your your opinion on this. Obviously, we're getting close to the two hour mark, and we don't want to keep everyone anyone here unnecessarily. Where where do you fall with the leaks recently? Hi, more hype or not? Um, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, as Mag and Fonz. I need to see more from it. You know, we we need to see exactly what this game is. The the stills, the screenshots, and we know they're old older screenshots, but you can't really tell. This could be, you know, um, the kind. I, I get the association that or or the distinction that Mag was trying to make with with Returnal, right? Could be a game that you know it's not for everyone. Maybe it's a little bit broken in the beginning. Like we don't know, but um, I, I'm excited for. It. I'm, I'm excited to see. We 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 haven't gotten a game. I mean, Skyrim to me was like one of those first RPGs that I spent. I can't even remember how many hours I spent on on, uh, on Skyrim, and to have sort of a space exploration RPG uh, made by Bethesda, uh, I, I am excited for it. But um, I just need to see more. I need to see what this game is about, how they're playing it, what will what will we be doing? You know, kind of like what Mag said, we need to see some kind of showing, some kind of give me a five minute gameplay, actual gameplay. You know, maybe some cutscenes here and there, but we need gameplay of this thing. We need to see how how you know our characters are going to interact with the world. What what will we be doing? You know, things like that. But I'm sure we're gonna get some of these answers here at e3 pretty soon it's coming up quick too and yeah couple no weeks, we're, we're weeks. yeah in a couple of weeks we'll be uh covering uh, we, uh, uh, i will say one thing to mag though uh on the fable comment all right at least they showed a little bit more than uh uh metroid prime 4 okay that's all i'm saying oh, oh i mean listen I, I i was happy either or either way because we got <laughs> confirmed that fable was coming clowns let's, clowns let's get your final opinion uh, on, on the leaks and where do your hype levels fall for God Howard's baby known as Starfield? Well, you know, this is uh, at first I wasn't really interested in Starfield, but um, we recently did an interview with uh, Desmond Chiam from uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And at the very end of the interview, he said to us, 
stay tuned for E3. It's not going to be like Star Citizen. Mm. And I may or may not play a big role in this upcoming uh, exclusive game. So I have a feeling it's Starfield. Me and Mav have been going back and forth about this. And if he is excited about it, just because of the type of person he is, then I am extremely excited for it because he's a gamer. So, you know, um, I just I can't wait to see what it is. And we get some gameplay, more gameplay footage and more trailers for it. I want them to talk about it. It's like it just feels like it's just like this big word that's being thrown around the Internet. And it's just generating hype from both <laughs> sides and causing anger. I mean, some people are probably out there breaking their consoles and anger over this thing. But no, in all seriousness, like, come on, at E3 Xbox, give us a little bit something about this Starfield thing. And don't make it small. I mean, there's all this big talk. It's your time to deliver, and E3 is going to be that place. So I, I really hope they bring that delivery for Starfield, and the internet can finally just calm down. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going nuts on the internet over Starfield. Well, I mean, there's it could a lot get to- worse. It, it, it could, could get worse. It absolutely yeah. could get worse. Because what if it blows not. our minds and what do the PlayStation guys do then? You know, that oh, are complaining like that. anyway. No, there's going to be Ar- Ar- Arnek in, in, in the streets. Yeah. And then, of course, and, you know, listen, just buy a, just buy an Xbox. Just like I bought a PlayStation. It's that, it's that simple. Listen, folks, this has been a fantastic two hours. We had 400 people here today, a little over 400, Amazing. 411 to be exact. Nice. That is pretty awesome. And I can't thank uh, every, everyone enough for being here obviously it's it's you know without you guys and gals there there is no show and more importantly without this incredible panel there is no talk show and of course we're going to start with our very special guest Fonz. do me a favor brother tell everyone about your incredible podcast your awesome youtube channel and where could people reach out to you and potentially get backslapped uh <laughs> <laughs> backslapped i ain't hitting nobody all right <laughs> um, yeah well you know what you're a words ninja so you wouldn't actually be no. hitting anyone but you'd be using your words in a proper manner (laughs) okay so you can uh find my channel my uh new show is on my channel so it's uh fonzarelli gaming yes uh that's f-o-n-z-e-r-r-e-i-l-l-i yes so anyway fonzarelli gaming find me there uh and my talk show or whatever you want to call it because it's a game show talk show you know we talk about all kinds of stuff anyway focus on games games talk live that's every sunday 4 p.m uh eastern standard time so uh just remember that and uh, that is on fonz really gaming and i do videos every week as well and i talk about this industry and these games and uh i talk a lot about consumerism and 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 basically i fight for the consumer at times and piss fanboys off and whatever you know <laughs> it is what it is well, you know, obviously you speak the truth and uh, you don't really play console wars, but what you do is you speak. I like uh, to have fun on my show, right? I, and yeah. I like oh, to man. do Your silly great, gags bro. and stuff. I, I do silly stuff on my thing. I make uh, parody commercials and stuff sometimes. <laughs> and it's all in fun. I don't have any kind of hatred for any one fanboy or whatnot. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I'll make fun of any fanboy base. It, it doesn't matter. It's just like if you're like holding a piece of plastic up and 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 worshiping this plastic you've got issues in my opinion I okay agree. it's all about the games at the end of the day 
And yes, Microsoft is coming with some games. They will be here, damn it. They will no longer be the poster boy for, you know, having no games, all right? So they're coming, and PlayStation's got a lot of good things coming up, too. They have 25 games coming up, and half of those are going to be freaking new IP, supposedly. That is huge. That's, That's great. That's 12 new games, 12 brand new IP. So... I'm excited for this generation. I think this generation is going to be one of the best, honestly. I agree. Yeah. No, I, abso- I absolutely agree. I, I think that this is probably going to be, uh, I, I, I think it's going to rival the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, just simply because so. of the technology that's available, but uh, as well as everyone is in it to win it. Like, there is no real one leader right now. Sony yeah, it's is- funny. I, I was talking to uh, Aaron Greenberg um, in a DM, and this was about a month or so ago. And I told him, I said, look, I'm very happy. It was after the Bethesda roundtable and everything. And I said, look, I'm happy with the direction you guys are going. It feels like the 360 era with you guys Mm. trying to really compete like that. And he said that that's exactly what they've been saying behind the scenes there at Xbox, that it feels like the 360 era again. So that is good. Like, I I love that they're on the same page there. So I agree. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, listen, Fonz, it was a pleasure to work with you tonight. Oh, pleasure. Thank you so much for, for yeah, being here. It's all bro. mine. You guys are all great here, man. I, uh, I I listen to all of you guys. I see you guys on Twitter all the time. I, mm. you know, really like what you guys have to say. So I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much, brother. Real quick, got to shout out our brother, Keasante, in the chat. Welcome here, brother. Uh, you know what? Let's go to Everborn Saga because speaking of Keasante, who's going to be a guest on this show? Hopefully, we can get our ducks in, la- ducks in order. You got a show with Keasante weekly. Tell everyone about that show, about the Everborn Saga, and more importantly, where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Well, fun fact. I don't have one show with uh, Kay Asante. We have two shows. Have two shows. Two shows, yes. We do a Thursday night show, Thursday at 8 p.m. We try to keep it to an hour because we don't want to overlap with uh, DPS, which is nine on Thursdays. But uh, that is our show about movies and the movie industry and the you, sort of the effects that it has on the broader prop culture. And uh, that's for now called Really Real Talk, which is a spinoff of my old show that was called... Uh, uh, on the real, which was a similar thing. Uh, and then Saturdays on Kay Asante's channel, we are doing the Gaming Circle podcast where we kind of talk about these things. So check us out Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. Also runs about an hour because we're like you, Fonz. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> Boom makes yeah, it, it easy because, uh, you know, Boom like uh, tees everybody up. So, uh, uh, but uh, when, when we got to run it, we're, we're not all superstars like Boom. <laughs> um, no. But but uh, you, all, that, but but you can catch me everywhere at Everborn Saga. That is PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. But more importantly, check out EverbornSaga.com. We produce uh, these amazing uh, manga comics, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but they're, they're sort of manga-inspired Western comics, and we are basically telling uh, an epic sort of Game of Thrones-level story, but it nice. is all guised within uh, sort of the sort of shonen sort of um, or, or, or and, and seinen uh, uh, manga style. So uh, we've got Prince of Arcadia. Uh, we're, we're getting ready to release chapter four. Uh, Ariel's Adventure One will be out soon, uh, and then we got a new series that that has not been announced yet. So big things are happening. Check out EverbornSaga.com. Uh, 
check out the comics and yeah, and and find me on Twitter, Everborn Cyber. Well, thanks so much for being here. Mag, let's get you on out of here, brother. Tell everyone about what you got going on tomorrow yes, night with, of course, Noof Nukem. <laughs> and more importantly, what else you got going on as well as where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation? Well, yes, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a G-Y at the end. And you can find me here every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends and special guests on Primetime Gaming. And that's right, Boom, tomorrow night, you can find me at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with none other than Noof Nukem and Titan Drago. And we will be doing Gaming After Dark, and it should be a spicy one tomorrow. Uh, on the PS5 and on the Xbox Series X, you can follow me at all one word, all capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am the mag. And uh, yes, um, yeah, we're still locked down up here in Canada. So we're getting there. We're getting there slowly but surely. So the content will be coming when I can actually get my producer and filmer. And we're going to do some more videos for Pulse Music Media. That's coming in the fall. So until then, guys, it was a great show. Jay Fonz, it was awesome to have you on the show. Guys, everything was amazing. Can't wait till next week. Have a great night. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. You. Definitely appreciate it. And of course, uh, uh, let's go to CyberNox. Cyber, thanks for being here, brother, uh, even though you were late. And uh, we understand why, because guess what? These bad guys aren't going to take themselves <laughs> down and you do it well. Tell everyone about your channel. But I want people to check out the um, the Xbox um, uh, Game Pass Club Pass you got. Club, but I yeah. think it's so unusually different, which is what makes it special. Talk about that. And where can people reach out to you on social media? I appreciate that boom you guys know cybernox on twitter uh that's where i'm mostly uh that's where i'm more active uh so just reach me there uh xbox live i'm always on uh, if you ever down to play anything if i if you see i'm on a party or online just send me an invite or shoot me a message and we'll get some gaming going on but yeah um i have to put out some content man but i gotta find the time it's tough right now it's crazy but um yeah xbox game pass club is my second channel that's where it's like a book club but for games on Game Pass, traditionally we play, uh, we we often play like same the same genres. We probably get like genre fatigue or you know, uh, gaming fatigue. But I felt like with X with uh, Game Pass, we can try different genres. We'll, we'll pick a game at random, or you know, or once the community builds up, we'll have recom uh, recommendations and we'll vote on a game. We'll play that to uh, to its end to complete it and then discuss it as a community and, and you know give it a score see what we thought of it and then jump on to the next game that way it'll keep it fresh or expand nice. your you know gaming portfolio you know and like we said game pass there's so many games that the diversity of it it's amazing so i'm having tons of fun i'm getting a lot of subscribers when i play so uh yeah i gotta pick the new game or randomize the new game hopefully this week and then start another playthrough so I appreciate uh, being here. Fonz, man, it was really amazing having you on the show, talking with you again, Thank man. You, and uh, yeah, you're doing amazing things on your channel, bro. I really enjoy uh, all your content. Yeah, and I love being here with my brothers, man. I can't wait uh, for next Monday here at uh, 8 p.m. Primetime Gaming. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. And you get a chance uh, on the outro. Check out the new the new outro. You're gonna it's gonna blow oh, your man. mind. He, he knows it's gonna blow my. I already know. Oh <laughs> man, clowns! Let's get you on out of here, brother. You have been doing some incredible work at Four Guys with Quarters. The interviews are stacking up, and the talent that's lining up to talk with you and the, your crew over there is nothing short of astounding. Talk about that, and where could people reach out and potentially send you a calzone? Yeah, well, you know, I would always love Calzone. It's just send them to Florida. 
on a uh, you know on a uh, emergency package for me, and I'll get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can check us out at Four Guys with Quarters Four GQ TV now on uh, uh, YouTube, and we've recently interviewed uh, Dovich from the Flag uh smashers uh, correct me if i'm wrong boom but from the falcon and the winter soldier yeah fl- uh, flag he, smashers yep yep he was on and we might be getting another flag smasher on and i'm working on one of the uh uh co-creators of the boys that's on amazon uh he was the original comic artist and co-exec producer on the amazon show so working on that and we're in touch with pr agents from the voice of miss marvel from the marvel's avengers game um, and that's what we've been up to. Uh, and then our regular weekly podcast on Thursdays. Well, listen, brother, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and of course, love the work that you're doing. I mean, dude, you're, you're really exploding the scene with the amount of, uh, of hard work you are doing. And no one is more proud of you than I am. But listen, folks, this has been a great two hours. I want to thank everybody for being here and supporting Double Barrel Gaming. And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day, it'll be important to you. And that's something that my father taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. We'll be right back.